Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Corey Deanna Lewis, founder of The Healthy Project and host of The Healthy Project Podcast. My mission is to bring awareness to health and wellness concerns that are impacting our communities. On this podcast, you'll learn strategies to improve your health from health professionals from around the world that are trying to make an impact in people's lives. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I am your host, Corey Dion Lewis. I have a great guest in the building, uh, insight that I'm so looking forward to. I've had a lot of uh, doctors on the on the show, but no one, you know, starting out with the, with a fresh kind of perspective on what they're going through, especially as a, a black doctor. So I have a fourth year med student at Des Moines University here in Iowa, uh, Rufin. Chakunte, Rufin, thank you so much for being on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Corey. Yeah, man. Well, hey, you know, let's, you know, tell people a little bit about yourself. You know, what gets you up in the morning? Oh, man, it's usually uh, my newborn. I have a, I have two boys. One is turning eight on Saturday. His name is Aiden. And then I have a newborn. I was born this past September, September 5th. His name is Ronan. And he uh, obviously keeps, keeps us up. He is not sleeping through the night. So that's usually what wakes me up. But as far as uh, career goes, you know, I wake up, I'm a medical student. So I, I typically wake up and, you know, I'm off to whatever rotation I'm on. I'm in my last year of medical school. So I'm doing my clinical rotations right now. Actually at the hospital that you work at at Broadmont. Yeah. It's really, it's been really, really cool having you there, man, seeing you. And we've had, we've also had the opportunity to speak before we even got on the podcast and you had coffee and we had a really great conversation I would love to get your perspective on your, your thoughts, not only, you know, as you know, we kind of talked about, there aren't a whole lot of black doctors or, you know, black students going into that profession. So kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what influenced you to, you know, want to take this path to become a doctor and what has your experience been like? Yeah, I, you know, I think every every individual has a different story as far as what leads them into medicine. And for me, I don't have like that soul-defining moment. Moment. I think it's been a collection of experiences that have led me to not only uh, want to be a doctor, but then ultimately apply and you know, thankfully get in and now be a, being on the cusp of graduating and really being a physician. Um, there's been a couple couple things that have happened throughout my lifetime. I think. One would be the fact that my parents, they're immigrants from Africa. They uh, come from Cameroon. It's a country in West Africa. Um, sorry, there's a tornado going on back back, back in the background. Same thing so, over here. <laughs> so if you, if you hear any of that, I apologize. But yeah, my, my, my parents, are, uh, they're immigrants. So I'm a first-generation African-American. Uh, so I think just the, the struggle that they went through, uh, you know, being able to go back to Cameroon, on multiple times as a, as a child and kind of seeing the difference in just access to healthcare and access to just things that we have here. I think that initially sparked my interest to like want to do something or want to bridge the gap, if you will, you know, as a physician. Um, but then, you know, I was a kid, so I didn't really know what it all, what went into getting or pursuing a career in medicine. Um, but then, you know, just as I got older, there was more experiences. I was able to volunteer in hospitals in my undergraduate degree or my undergrad um, and just 
experiences that ultimately were like that led me to say like yeah this is something i want to pursue i definitely want to do it in the in the context of like who i am or the things that i like uh serving people uh, i'm a geek or nerdy in some ways and yeah those collection of experiences ultimately was like yeah this is this is what i want to do as, as far as the profession goes that's dope man so it, it's your your why it sounds like you really wanted to help people just from from the beginning and this is kind of it kind of molded you into this into this path yeah absolutely for sure yeah man so so walk us through it you know you know understanding and, and knowing that you're going to med school there's not only that pressure but wanting to be a provider and understanding there you know the the diversity of it is kind of low did you what are your what were your experiences and um what are some what are some advice you feel like or some mentorship that got you through yeah so you know there's a couple stories i could tell you i didn't really think about the lack of diversity in medicine a lot you know even in in my time pursuing uh you know taking my mcats uh, i i did a post back which is just taking more classes after my initial uh, undergraduate degree you know, all in the efforts of getting into medical school, I really didn't think about the aspect of like what the demographics of, you know, uh, medicine looks like in the United States um, until really I ended up doing a master's at the institution that I'm pursuing my medical degree at, Des Moines University. And I did my master's in anatomy. And, you know, at DMU, they have all the professional programs essentially all talk to each other, take classes with each other. And so DMU, they have a class that's roughly around 200 or 220. And, you know, the first year of my master's, like all the, the DO students, the 220, I think there was like one black student, uh, you know, and, you know, when you're a minority, and I think, you know, this, like you see another minority, you typically try to get to know that person or you have right. to very least acknowledge that person. So I got to know this black female student the first year of my master's, this is 2016. And unfortunately, after a semester, she was gone. You know, I don't, I don't really know why uh, we did exchange numbers. And I did try to contact her. But, um, you know, after a semester, she had she had left, you know, the program, essentially. And so they had one black medical student and they next semester, uh, the spring, they, it was down to zero. And then my master's was two years. So the next year, incoming class of 220 medical students, again, there was, again, one black student, one black medical student. And so I just started seeing that this was like a trend. Um, you know, that's probably when it started first hitting me, like, you know, you know, there's something's up, something's going on as far as, right. you know, the amount of black medical students or the black physicians, um, you know, in the United States. But then, like, when I sat down and I actually thought about it as, like, myself, you know, when I actually started at DMU as a master's student, I was 29 years old. And throughout my 29 years, I had never actually been treated by a Black physician. You know, not a Black female doctor, not a Black male doctor. I'd been around uh, Black workers in the hospital, whether, whether that be nurses or techs, but I'd never had an actual Black physician be the lead in, in my, you know, whatever I was care, receiving right. care for. So that was something that I too was like, yeah, I mean, this really, this isn't surprising. You know, this has been my experience throughout my entire life. And then when you talk to other people of color, you recognize like, that's also just a repeating story is like, there aren't a lot of black physicians. And then when I started to kind of do my own research and actually look at the hard data, you know, it, it basically aligned with what my experiences were. And, and that's where we kind of talk about, you know, representation and what that, you know, what that means. You know, when when you're doing your rounds and, and you're you're interacting with 
you know, other people of color and, and they see you, what is their reaction to you? Cause like you said, there are a lot of, a lot of our lives, you know, that person who is taking the lead in our care does not look like us, but when they, when they see you, you know, what's that reaction like? I think overwhelmingly positive, you know, that's been, it's been great to be able to be a student rotating in hospitals and see patients of color, black patients specifically, and, you know, them having that moment where they like ask me like, Oh, are you the doctor? And I'm like, no, I'm a medical student, but I'm on my way. Right. Right. And they, and they have this big smile and they open up and they start talking to me about things that are like, are related to their, the reason why they're there, but also talking to me about like things that we can connect on. Right. And I, it's, it's like, it's an odd thing because I personally understand that this is something that they, they normally wouldn't say to the provider that doesn't look like them, you know, right. but I'm there as a student. So I also have to like be very cautious with taking over the, you know, appointment or taking over that scenario. But nevertheless, it's, it's very positive on the patient side of things. But I've also had in, like interesting interactions with, uh, you know, white patients where, Again, they're not used to seeing a black medical student, let alone a black physician. So, you know, they don't make like insulting comments, but they'll make a comment that's, you know, suggests that very fact like, oh, like, you know, I I haven't seen a black medical student or black doctor before, you know, Um, which again, now it's at first it was kind of like a shock, shock thing for me and a shock, you know, thing for them. But now I'm used to that, you know, I'm used to really seeing and like patients different uh, reactions and their expressions and it's geared towards the fact that like i am a black medical student or i'm going to be a black doctor right and and i would love your thoughts on this opinion and, and when i when i think about this i don't want people listening to think that where i am saying or we are saying that having a white provider is is bad or there are bad white providers but there's there is a difference when the person when they look like you, there's, there's a comfort level. You know, does, yeah. does that make sense where? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You, you kind of, there are certain things and certain, certain ways we talk, certain things that we say, certain things that we do that we feel subconsciously that you understand. Yeah, for sure. Right. So it's yeah. easier. No, I, I, and we, we spoke about this in detail when we, when we uh, drank coffee the other day or had coffee, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I don't think there's any, it'd be absurd to suggest that, you know, if you are a, purple doctor or a doctor right. with green skin or white skin that, you know, that makes you a bad doctor or that you can't be your best, the best version of yourself. That's not what we're saying. Simply, it's just the level of comfort, you know, patients, they, they tend to reveal more things that help towards treating them with the level of their comfort. And so uh, analogies that we can give is like women, for example, they generally speaking are more comfortable with a uh, female OB guy, you know, because that, that, that female has the same experiences as them, uh, you know, that aren't as different as them compared to what a male has, you know, so male OB guy providers, they, they exist obviously, and I'm sure they do a great job, but ultimately women, generally speaking, are going to be a little bit more loose and more open with a female provider that is for their a fem- women's health, you know? Um, you can carry that to beyond healthcare. You know, I went to the University of Iowa. If I was on the other side of the state, or let's just say the different a different state, let's let's say I'm in Virginia and I'm wearing an Iowa sweatshirt, and I see another person wearing an Iowa sweatshirt, 
more than likely I'm going to go talk to that person because simply right. because of that one defining characteristic, which is they went to University of Iowa, or they're wearing a sweatshirt that says University of Iowa. You know, I I go to that person like, oh, you went to University of Iowa? Like, oh, when did you go there? We we start right. having that that small chatter because of that one thing. Otherwise, I wouldn't know anything about that person. I wouldn't have stopped them and they wouldn't have stopped me. But unfortunately, you know, the issue of race right now is a little taboo. And so when you try to relate that same principle with respect to race, it becomes a hard conversation for some people. Um, and that's just, you know, that's it is what it is. But I think it's it's really important for us in general, not just me or you as black men, but just people in general to have more conversations around the topic of, of race. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and as you know, it is, it can be an uncomfortable, maybe an awkward conversation, but you know, some of the best solutions and some of the best, you know, stories come, come from those conversations. So I couldn't agree more when we talk about having, you know, more representation in the medical field and where, where does that start? Who, you know, and, and we, you know, doing my research, there's a lot of talk, a lot about mentorship. And, you know, encouraging young boys and girls to take this path, you know, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, how we improve the diversity in, in the medical space and, and where do, where should we start? Yeah, that's a great question as well. I think, again, for, from my perspective, um, it's something that I've thought about for quite some time, especially entering the the DO program, the doctor of osteopathic program at DNU that I'm in, you know, the classes that I've seen, including my class, just very low, like talking about like 1% of the class is uh, comprised of black medical students. And so, you know, myself and either some, and even some of my classmates, you know, we, we've gone together on numerous occasions to ask the questions like, why is, why is there a lack of diversity in medicine with respect to providers, right? Because we can talk about the disparities. We can talk about every aspect of diversity in medicine. There, there typically is like a negative impact. Um, but specifically, why is there a lack of diversity in medicine with respect to providers, Black doctors? Uh, I think there's a multitude of reasons, right? Uh, but the one that I think is the most significant, the, the thing that will change the landscape of improving or increasing diversity in medicine is really kind of what you're suggesting, um, which is, you know, directing or targeting the youth, right? Um, and again, I can, I can elaborate, I can expound, but one thing that I think, again, we, we discussed uh, and that I brought up was, you know, I think people think, well, we need to pour more money into uh, provide more scholarships, if you will, for, for black medical students. And I think that's, that's great. You know, I, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't necessarily think that solves the issue. You know, if we have about a hundred black men, if we have a hundred med black medical students at said institution and a hundred percent of them get full scholarships, that's awesome for them, but that doesn't increase the number, right? It, it doesn't do right. anything as far as the number goes of black uh, providers, you know? Um, it makes those li their lives easier on an aspect of the uh, economic impact of, you know, medical school than the tuition. But right. again, that's a separate conversation that to me doesn't change the aspect of increasing the numbers uh, of black future providers. So I think really the root thing that we can do is go out into our local communities, Des Moines, we're, we're here in Des Moines and talk to uh, students of color, you know, 
pre-K or, or K, you know, I, however young they, they can be, I don't think there really is a limit on when you can, when you can start um, and just really introduce medicine as a goal for them or let them see themselves in the realm of medicine. Because, you know, for me personally, I, like I said, I've never seen a black physician throughout my entire life. And also I never had, you know, anyone in the realm of medicine encouraging me to pursue that. It just came naturally for me, but for the millions of others, that's not really their reality. They don't really see that as an opportunity for themselves to pursue. You know, instead it's like maybe sports or things that aren't really like tangible, if you will. Right. Um, so I, again, I just think it starts at the grassroots level of going to the schools, talking to kids, um, really making medicine attractive to them and, and making it cool and making it seem as if uh, not seen, but making them know that it's something that is very, very achievable uh, and something that, you know, they can easily pursue. Absolutely. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree anymore. It's, and I don't think there, I don't think there is an age, you know, limit on that, on, on when you should start, you know, you know what I mean? Like if, if they're going to school, you sh- you can be encouraging them now. I feel like the how you are encouraging them may be may be different. Like if they're in kindergarten, you know, the, you're the way you present it may be different than a kid that's in sixth or seventh grade. You, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, but I think you I think it's going to be a process where we we got to start from the ground. That's where the the foundation is our little black boys and girls, and getting them to say, hey, you can't. This isn't an option. This is an option for you. And it's a great option. You're going to be helping people. You know what I mean? I, and I feel like for me, from my perspective, it's almost like if you have a heart to help people, social work is always pushed towards, you know, kids that way. And social work is great. You know, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying social work isn't, you know, um, a great profession is an awesome profession, but you know, that's not the only helping profession e- either. So Rufin, you're you're in your your fourth year in med school. You, you can you can see you can see the light. The light is there. What are some um what are some of the the things you feel like what what kind of what what excites you about that the the your next your next step and your next stage in this and what kind of makes you nervous? You know, what are some of the things you you think about? Ooh, yeah. Uh, how much time do <laughs> how much time do we have? You know, um, you know, I'm definitely definitely excited to graduate and move to the next step. Uh, my training as a physician, that's something, you know, I'd be the first in my family to pursue a, a career as a doctor. Um, well, I take that back. My cousin, uh, she is a physician, but like we have a really big family. Uh, my, my family, like my dad has like 16 brothers and sisters. Oh, and yeah, yeah, I have, yeah, I have one cousin that, that is a doctor, but her and myself, we, we were the only doc, we would be the only doctors in our like big family. Uh, but my immediate family, you know, I'd be, I'm going to become the first to obviously not only become a physician, but attain a graduate level professional degree. You know, I, so I think there's a lot of excitement on that. And, you know, the things that maybe caused me a little bit of anxiety is like, and I think all, you know, fourth year medical students feel this is like, Hey, you know, in six months, you're going to be the one who's making decisions. You're going to be the one who is putting in orders. Uh, you know, to some degree, things will start falling on you. You know, I think right. the luxury of a medical student is like we work with a team of resident physicians, of an attending, and ultimately, like we learn, um, but we're not making the hard decisions. You know, we're not deciding what, um, you know, we talk about it, but we're not like really deciding what antibiotic this patient needs to go on or how, many, how, many, how much fluids this patient needs. Um, 
you know, God forbid, if like, you know, the patient has just their heart stops beating and the code needs to be ran, we're not really the person that's doing that as a medical student. We're part of that team, but it's not on us. Right. But in due time, you know, in six months time, that's going to be me, you know, and I'm going to start that training. So that's nerve wracking. But again, this is what I've been wanting for, you know, really all of my life, all of my adult life. And like, I'm, I'm re- I am excited, even though there are nerves and there's worry, you know, I've, I've been around plenty enough residents to know, like, that's part of the process. And right. ultimately, you're going to get the adequate training to propel yourself to be, you know, an attending physician. Right. So like the way you're feeling right now is not, it's not abnormal. Like, it's, yeah, no. like jo- join the club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think moreover than the, the excitement of that and the nervousness of becoming a physician, like for real, I think the, the thing that excites me the most is being a black physician in my community, you mm. know, knowing that there aren't a lot, you know, I think in, in Des Moines and my hope is to stay in Des Moines. Uh, you know, that's what I hope and pray for that, you know, a, a hospital is going to accept me as their, their incoming resident. Um, but, you know, knowing that if that happens, I'm going to be one of not too many black intern positions or black resident positions or black attending positions, you know, in the, in the, the city of Des Moines. And that excites me because like, you know, a lot with a lot of that not only comes responsibility, but it comes, what comes with it. Like, um, you know, for me personally, it's like, there's this responsibility for myself to produce more of people like me, better versions of me, if you will. Right. Right. So I, I, I know that there's a lack of diversity in medicine and I, but I also know that like, I'm not going to wait for other people to change that. I need to do something about it. And it's as simple as having mentees or it's as simple as, you know, again, going into these communities um, that are low socioeconomic status or, you know, diverse communities in Des Moines and talking to them about becoming a physician. Uh, I'm excited about that more than probably anything. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to, to learn the medicine and get better at, right. you know, whatever, whatever aspect of medicine I'm going to be practicing. But more than anything, I'm really excited to try to improve the quality of care towards people of diverse backgrounds and also increase diversity in medicine. Yeah, it's like that quote. What's what's that quote? You know, be the change you want to see in the world. You know that yeah, that kind yeah. of quote. It's yeah. Uh, that's that is great, man. And on on that topic of community health, because I know from the jump you've all been you've been all about community and wanting to serve. You know what? You know what are some of your ideas and what are some of your thoughts? Like future thoughts on what we can do as a community to improve the health of well of the community. What are some things? What are some simple things you feel like are maybe maybe we're, we're lacking that you're looking forward to you know be a solution for when you are in that position uh, you know it's not resources you know it's not money i think that like communities honestly as far as the goal of increasing diversity it's not like they need more money or or those type of things i think it's really just the presence having individuals mm. you know that are like-minded in the context of like serving in this specific context of increasing diversity, that's what we need, you know? So it doesn't mean that we need more black physicians to do that. You can have white people that are in the realm of medicine going to these communities. Uh, and again, just presenting medicine as a, uh, something that is doable, you know? Um, so a group of, uh, medical students, myself, we go to different nonprofits throughout the Moines and we do that very thing, which is talk about medicine and we meet the kids where they are. Uh, um, there's some, some kids that we meet up with that are, uh, 
uh, juvenile delinquents that have gotten drug charges, gun charges. Uh, one kid recently, uh, unfortunately, was shot and killed. That was that we met up with, and then unfortunately oh, learned that yeah, shot and killed. You know, but uh, you know, again, these these type of kids, they don't they don't have people that are in the realm of professional degrees or in the realm of specifically healthcare telling them that they can do this, right? But if they did, if they had that on a daily basis, weekly basis, having someone that is in a white coat that is saying like, yeah, medicine, you can, you can do this. You're smart enough to do this. I mean, like I, I'm for the most part, sometimes I'm, I'm cynical, but I'm very optimistic in this, in this belief that if we repeat that over and over and over again, even if you get 10% of those kids that was like, yeah, I can, I can be a doctor. I've seen Ruth and I've seen all these other DMU students come and talk to me for the last five years about it. I'm going to be a doctor. That's a win. Right. And then you just yeah. continue to repeat that. I mean, that's, that's where I'm at as far as like, I'm very optimistic about that. I truly believe that it can and will happen, but we just need more people believing that and just giving their time, even if it's 30 minutes a week or an hour a week doing that, I think it's going to make a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Well, Rufin, thank you so much for your time, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm so happy I was able to, you know, connect with you. Uh, but for those that want to connect with you who are listening and want to learn more about you, man, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't I don't have like a big social media presence like you, Corey, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do You're a busy man. I yeah. get it. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, I do have an Instagram, but I don't ever use it really in the context of you know, what I'm doing or what you know, the club that I go to school or the SMA is the club that I'm a part of at, at DMU, which stands for the Student National Medical Association. Um, we do have a DMU uh, page for the S- our SMA club. If anyone is interested in that, they can reach out to that Instagram uh, page. But, you know, my handle on Instagram, uh, I don't think I've ever done this. So I apologize if I'm butchering this uh sharing my 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 handle but it's rough cloud r-u-f-f-c-l-o-u-d rough cloud yes shoot me a message you know we would love to have anyone come with us uh and offer us ideas you know we would love to um come and speak with students about you know diversity medicine and that's what we're passionate about and so if there's anyone that is willing to to do that and help us with with that you know you have you have a place with us Perfect. Perfect. Well, Rufin, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. I truly appreciated it. Um, And everybody, thank you for listening. I'll let you next time.